Hey Jeepers, on the first show of 2015, we ring in the new year with some good news from Jeep. We hear what plans are in store for our own XJs for 2015, and we share some very touching reviews from you, our listeners. After the holiday break, we got a lot of voicemails and reviews to share, and you know, we're always spreading that YouTube love. And hey, we got new Jeep Mama segment uh, with another chapter of our Jeep Mama evolution. All that, a big announcement on the first XJ Talk Show of 2015. The XJ Talk Show is for entertainment purposes only. Any advice or information provided on this show should be verified by alternative sources prior to making any changes or modifications to your vehicle. We are not experts, just people that enjoy the Jeep hobby and don't mind talking endlessly about it. P.S. We love you. Hey, Stud. It's time for the XJ Talk Show. Now, here's my two favorite boys, Tony and Josh. <laughs> First week in G. Well, the new Jeeps are not holding their value like they used to. When it comes to overall value, one of America's most iconic vehicles, the very symbol of rugged individualism, the poster child for off-roading, the very mecca of... Sorry, I got a little carried away there for a second. Anyways, this majestic vehicle should be avoided at all costs by any wise car buyer, says the one and only Consumer Reports magazine. (laughs) Consumer Reports, I thought you had our back, man. What's up? It's the Jeep Wrangler Unlimited. That's right, all of them. Manufactured from 2007 to, well, now, which Consumer Reports says is the worst car value among any model. It leads a worst value list that includes a wide range of models by category from the hapless Fiat 500C, and hey, isn't that the one that the Renegade's supposed to be made out of? To the hulking Mercedes-Benz GL350 Bluetech. The Jeep, however, <laughs> as we all know, is among the nation's, no, world's most beloved vehicles, especially by its owners. Nevertheless, Consumer Reports calls it a hard-riding, uncomfortable, unreliable, and here's my favorite one, ponderous, which means slow and clumsy because of great weight. It's a Jeep. For the love of all that is off-road, it's a freaking Jeep. It's supposed to feel like that. It costs 77 cents a mile to operate, compared with 52 cents for the top-rated Toyota Camry Hybrid, because... You know, we're obviously comparing apples to apples here. The value index rates cars, not, it's not a car for, gee, <laughs> based on road test, predicted reliability, and five-year ownership costs. If I can predict what's going to go wrong with my Jeep and when, I would be the king of the trail. Well, that are locked up and probed in some government laboratory facility, the likes of which only Nikki G has seen. Nah, nah either way. <laughs> Despite certain idiotic reports, and I emphasis on the reports, Jeep sales are up once again. No shock there. Chrysler, December sales are actually up 20%, which gave a big shot to the auto industry as a whole, which rose 10% in December. The Fiat Chrysler Motor Company ended 2014 with a bang, and its December sales soared 20% in the U.S. alone during a month that proved the auto industry is on a recovery of its own. Automakers sold an estimated 16.5 million new cars and trucks in the U.S. last year, the most since 2006. In December, Fiat Chrysler continued to outperform the industry and capped off the year with broken records and plenty of bragging rights to boot, including a market share gain of about 1%. It was also the automaker's 57th consecutive month of year-over-year sales increases. Pretty awesome in my book. The automaker's performance in December was driven by a 187% increase for the Chrysler 200 midsize sedan, as well as double-digit gains for the Ram 1500 pickup, and... Uh, what? I said the... um, Oh, God, don't tell me. (laughs) (sighs) All right, it was the Jeep Cherokee, okay? Uh, The new Cherokee also had double-digit sale gains in December. You guys know I'm just talking about that damn thing. Leaves a bad taste (laughs) on my mouth, don't you? I'm taking one for the team over here, people. Come on. Hey, keep up the great work, guys. Really appreciate those news tips. Keep them coming in and keep those stories coming in as well. Big thanks to John and Jake for both submitting a story for This Week in Jeep. Hey, guys, if you'd like to submit a story to be aired on This Week in Jeep or if you have a response to any one of our stories that we've aired on This Week in Jeep, please uh, give us a call or send an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. xjtalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for XJ Talk. 
Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. I know you've heard us talk about Amazon on the podcast before, but if you heard about our new game? You bought what? It's a lot of fun, and we want you guys to play along. All you have to do is go to xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there on the main page. This takes you right to Amazon, where you can buy any crazy little thingamajig to join in on the fun. Amazon gives us a list every week of what you guys are buying, but we don't get to know who it is that's buying it. As an added bonus, you get the same great price you always would, and Amazon is going to give the show a small pittance for you playing along. So let's all have some fun. The XJ Talk Show and Amazon.com. My name's fucking Audrey, kid, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. Hey, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or even your MP3 player. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash xjtalkshow. Well, Josh, what do we, tell us what we know about xjtalk.com. <laughs> Who are we, Tony? Who are we indeed? Well, Who do we think we, we are? <laughs> Just a couple of knuckleheads, really, guys. Uh, Tony is known as Mudderoy. I am known as NW99XJ or Northwest 99XJ. Uh, we are uh, just, you know, your average everyday Jeep owner, guys. And we just happen to have some audio equipment and uh, love for Jeeps and the willingness to sit in front of the microphone and blab endlessly about them. And, of course, this is all to support the number one website on the web that is all Jeep all the time. That is xjtalk.com. You guys got to go check it out. And if you know a Jeep enthusiast in your life or if you are one yourself, which I would hope you are listening to this show, well, then, of course, you already know about it. But if you know somebody uh, please tell them about xjtalk.com. It's the friendliest place you can go uh, to talk about Jeeps, to get advice, technical tips, uh, share pictures, you name it. A lot of fun over there. And, of course, it's not just for Cherokees either. Tony, we've got a couple other sites and, of course, lots of other forums uh, where people can join in regardless of the Jeep that they have. Yes, we do. You know, it's funny, Josh, you're talking about a friendly site. I was talking to David, who uh, is an, a Nissan owner and uh, runs a few forums, uh, Nissan-based forums, and he was talking about, uh, he bought a YJ, uh, I, I think it was in addition to the Nissan mm-hmm. that he had, and uh, he goes, oh, this is great, I'll uh, I'll go and check out some of the Jeep sites, and, and he was just shocked <laughs> at how bad it was on those forums. He said he wanted to sell the YJ, because there was not an online forum, and he named a specific forum, I'm, I'm not going to mention uh, mention their name, Jeep Forum, and, but he went over to this place, and he says it was just, he couldn't believe how much flaming and uh, just just hatefulness that was going on between members and, and moderators and things. So uh, he said he'd just gotten spoiled because the Nissan folks were just not that way. He never had a situation like that where he had to deal with folks uh, that were that misbehaved, that ill-mannered. And and that and I'm I'm not here to to bash the other uh, the other Jeep sites. I was uh, we're here to talk about xjtalk.com where you can go and not be abused and get your questions answered and. Uh, right. hopefully that that's something that that if you find important uh, and if you don't you know there's always is this like those restaurants where the the waitresses uh, uh waiters and waitresses will come and abuse you for uh for extra tips <laughs> you can do the same thing at uh, several of the jeep sites of course pirate comes to mind uh i've right. i've you know i got a thick skin josh i've never been brave enough to to post on pirate Oh yeah, yeah. No, it takes a it takes a certain kind of character to uh, to brave those waters, but uh, not at xjtalk.com, guys. Um, no such thing as a stupid question. Uh, even if it's just asking, "Hey, what's a spark plug?" Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that you're going to get a lot of answers. Um, and uh, and I guarantee you, none of them are going to be uh, here. Let me Google that for you, or "Hey, retard, you know what are you doing here?" You know that type of stuff. Not going to happen. At Learn what a spark plug is, and then come back whenever you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just never have understood if if it, the question insults you so much, why do you have to comment on it? I, yeah, you know? I, I I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I was, I was actually reading an article uh, just before the show about uh, the uh, the heater core valve on uh, on our Cherokees and uh, reading an article on uh, on another Cherokee forum. <clears throat> How dare you? And 
Yeah, and there was literally like a full page of just flaming because of this one, <laughs> this one post, and I just, I could not believe it. I mean, they so, are funny. I mean, you you read those things, and they so, are funny. I mean, you know, you even see, even the mean spirited ones, they they are funny. But the poor bastard that asked the question, you know, what does yeah. how does he or she feel? Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, guys, so if uh, you got a new Jeep owner uh, in your family or you are one yourself, um, and uh, in fact, we, we actually had somebody who was a uh, like a 15-year Toyota four-wheeling veteran. Oh, yeah. And figured he'd uh, he'd kind of joined the Jeep world. All, you know, he had some friends that got some Jeeps, and uh, he said he wanted to get a, a, a real, not a real, he wanted to get a vehicle to <laughs> there hang you out go with again. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and uh, um, he ended up picking up a Cherokee, and uh, and he's absolutely loved it ever since. And he's he's well into the process of modification. But just goes to show, guys, um, you know, you could be a veteran wheeler in another kind of community and be new to the Jeep scene, and you're going to have questions, and and they're going to be the kind of things that that you know only people who have been around the block a few times uh, doing this kind of stuff are going to be able to answer. And these are the kind of folks you're going to find at xjtalk.com. Yep, we hope to see you over there, and uh, you can come. And actually, you don't even have to post. Just go over there and read uh, some of the posts from the last five years, and you'll see that it's a friendly site, and you should feel safe. You will not need to have your uh, uh, your safe place in mind before you start posting on xjtalk.com. So, Josh, let's get to some voicemails. The first voicemails of 2015. All right. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, guys. This is Joe, and I'm commuting to work. It's 12 degrees this morning, and it's supposed to be cooling down all day it's supposed to be seven degrees tonight so i'm driving a hybrid car because i'm commuting and wishing i was in my xj and every time i drive to work in my city i pass a nice red lifted jeep and it's beautiful and i've never seen it move and it almost (laughs) makes me cry because i just can't believe nobody drives it and someday I'm going to pull in and see if I can buy it. But I wanted to call and wish everyone a wonderful new year. And all my thanks to everybody who helps me keep my XJ running. And I've left it home today for my wife and kids to play in as the snow blows and the cold weather rolls in. So I manned up and I took the hybrid instead of the Jeep and let my family play. So I hope you guys and everyone else is having a great day today. And I will call back later. Thank you, and everybody, take care. Bye. Yeah, great, uh, great first time uh, voicemail. I think that's the first time we've had a voicemail from from Joe. Uh, at least I don't remember uh, those uh, those temperatures like that. But uh, what a great guy, leaving the Jeep at home in that in that bad weather, uh, so his family could play. I mean, I, I certainly would do the same thing for my family if they needed, uh, you know, to get around during the day. I don't know that I could leave it there to play for them to play though so uh, uh good on you joe <laughs> well no yeah very very brave and, and of course very noble as well joe and i highly encourage you yeah, stop and knock at the door just be friendly and who knows you might end up getting a really really cool jeep that you've been admiring for some time it sounds like for who knows maybe a great price let us know how that turns out uh you know just uh give us a call leave us another another voice or by all means, if you end up parking it in your driveway, post up some pictures. Oh, yeah. We'd like to know about uh, the, the future of that red Jeep. And, uh, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, all Jeeps are red. Even if you see the outer color is green or blue or black underneath, all Jeeps are red because red, it's awesome. Ooh, red Jeeps are sexy. Josh saw it coming. <laughs> I did. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Spidey senses were tingling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here's our first Nikki G voicemail of 2015. Hey, this is uh, Nikki G. I just listened to the uh, Christmas episode where you guys did your You Bought and Watt, Amazon You Bought and Watt segment. Well, that one wasn't and, uh, so bad. somebody bought a waterproof Bluetooth speaker, which that is a great idea. I'm going to have to order myself one. It'll come in handy when I'm in my sensory deprivation tank. 
I get a, I get a pizza delivered there. All right, gentlemen, I will uh, chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Uh, I don't know that he fully understands what a s- sensory deprivation tank actually is. I think that's when the tinfoil hat fails, that's where he goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you know, uh, talking about the uh, the cold weather that uh, Joe was talking about earlier, I saw a post. I was sitting here sc- uh, scrolling through Facebook. I saw a post. I think it was from Nick Aldridge. Uh, uh, we, uh, XG Talk, is, uh, is on Facebook. Uh, just uh, please feel free to come over there and like our page. Don't even get me started about losing the 3,000-something uh, <laughs> friends that we had actual friends that we could communicate with and uh, make smart ass comments about their uh, <laughs> their post on facebook we lost all that because we uh we had to delete that page but now uh, or delete that account now we're on a xj talk page but uh just look up xj talk uh, and uh, come come like us but anyway nick was talking about that uh, yesterday uh ahead of some uh, cold weather that was coming through he had checked his antifreeze and the uh the antifreeze little uh doodad uh specific gravity measurer thing said it was good yeah. to uh, six degrees and it was getting below six degrees oh boy so he checked it this morning and he found that there was some slush in the uh, uh there was, <laughs> there was oh. some slush uh, you know i just being here in southeast texas i cannot fathom anything being slushy that is that has that much antifreeze in it that it's good to six degrees and it got you know down to zero wherever it was where he was at, and it got slushy. Uh, you know, my my response to him was, "Ooh, free free slushy." <laughs> the dogs love it. <laughs> yeah, they do. They actually do. Uh, lick and lick. They like it better than peanut butter. But uh, <laughs> so I thought about that today. Whatever I was, I just can't imagine being in that area. You guys. Uh, with the salt and the snow and the i mean it sounds like a great place to have a jeep but my god i, I don't see how you people live yeah really <laughs> well we know how some of you guys live over on youtube and you guys are doing a great job by subscribing to our youtube channel and of course clicking on those on those videos and viewing lots and lots of views well over two hundred and seven thousand views guys and we've got uh we'll knock on the door of well i think right right around a thousand subscribers give or take uh, ten thousand yeah, there we go. So, oh, guys, sorry, a million. Yeah, there it is. We we <laughs> pick out uh, out of those list of subscribers four names in random order, no particular order, and uh, we give them a little homage. Just say, give them a little shout out. And uh, Tony, who's first on our list tonight? Kokomo forty four. And you didn't think I was going to get that? <laughs> I got Ruben Car Ruben Carvajal. Buzz. Yeah, <laughs> thought I had it too. And right, uh, Jason Garner. Yeah, you're getting the easy ones. <laughs> okay, here we go. Warming up here. Stretch. Con- stretch. Con- <laughs> Contra Bono S'mores won. Hey, that wasn't bad. There was another Contra Bono S'mores already taken. <laughs> very, very well done. Very nicely done. <laughs> That's a long. Damn, that, that name is this long. <laughs> I could not type that in every day. <laughs> oh, well, good Lord, no. Yeah. Huh. Cutting and pasting. And you know the password's monkey. So who's who figure that the username <laughs> is this long, the password's this long. So uh, we have uh, uh, an interesting little thing here to tell you, a little interview, a little announcement uh, with uh, Dan of the 4x4 podcast. And uh, I'm sure you guys know about the 4x4 four, four, four four podcast, but uh, if not, uh, here's uh, your opportunity to learn a little more. Hey guys, we got Dan from the 4x4 podcast with us tonight, and uh, well, we got something to tell you guys. Hey Tony, thanks for letting me uh, come on the show here to tell you a little bit about the 4x4 podcast. Um, The 4x4 podcast is all about everything off-roading. We cover topics as far-ranging from racing in the desert to rock racing to overlanding, and what more people do is probably just go camping in the woods and using their four-wheel drive as the mechanism to get them to the destination. Uh, we talk, I know one of the favorite shows uh, from Nikki G over there is our outdoor edibles segment where we always talk about some some great things to eat when you're out there in the backcountry so you don't have to rely on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and granola bars if you're going out there, uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, but we do talk about a lot of different things. We are not model specific. Uh, I have been a fan of Toyota. I've had a Toyota FJ Cruiser before. I'm on my second Jeep Cherokee. 
I grew up driving a Dodge. I've got a Chevy. Well, I had a Chevy, and uh, now I've got a GMC as well. So I'm a fan of everything that works well in the off-road segment. So uh, it's a lot of great information, and I definitely think you should come check it out if you want to learn more about what's going on in the the big scheme of things in the off-roading world. Well, I think that uh, that clarifies your show very well with uh, the, all that past experience that you've had with the, the various models, because uh, that's kind of the way your show is. It's, it's anything that has to do with four by four and and probably then some. Uh, I especially like the cooking segments. It's there's you're always doing something there with the cooking, and I'm just going, oh god, I have to go raid the refrigerator uh, afterwards. So yeah, people uh, have bought a lot of Dutch ovens after listening to the show. <laughs> I bet. So not the kind with with the covers in a bed. So Dan and I have been talking, and uh, we came up with this idea of uh, uh, doing a, a loosely formed. Four by four network, a one stop shop where you can go and listen to Dan's show or the XG Talk Show, and uh, maybe even some future four by four podcasts. And uh, uh, Dan has uh, has agreed to become part of the four by four network, and you'll be hearing promos on both his and I uh, and our show here at the XJ Talk Show. Yeah, and the XJ Talk Show is all about the Jeep Cherokees. The uh, non-2014 and newer Cherokees, that is. <laughs> well, we talk about them. Not, we don't talk good about them, but we talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good qualifier. But, you know, hopefully we'll see some shows coming all about Nissan and Toyota and, and Land Rovers even, if you want to talk about leaky vehicles that need a, a lot of loving. <laughs> so look for uh, the 4x4 podcast and uh, the XJ Talk Show together on the 4x4 radio network. The four by four radio network. <laughs> it does sound gas. It does sounds like it's a good thing, Dan. It does. <laughs> it sounds like a big deal. That's what we're going to be is a big deal now. BFD. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, uh, uh, Dan and I had a great time uh, chatting. Uh, that was last night when we did that, and uh, we wanted to get together so we could uh, kind of do the announcement. Uh, we had teased uh, something coming uh, this winter, and uh, we kind of felt that uh, all three of us, actually, Josh and uh, Dan and I, thought it was a good idea to go ahead and get this thing started off in 2015. What what a better time for uh, a, a change of year and to have a, a change in uh, not our show, but uh, to something to uh, make things a little better, uh, broaden the horizons a bit. And I think we can all learn from uh, uh, the other vehicles, whether it be off-road, on-road, Toyota, Nissan, uh, any of those models, uh, just like we can learn from uh, or share knowledge between uh, Cherokees and Wranglers. Or even Volvos, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, or Fiat. Yeah, so I don't know what I'm talking about there. You have to tune into a couple of few episodes back. But uh, nonetheless, uh, Tony's right, guys. We're all, we all have a, a similar goal, a common interest, if you will. We love the outdoors. Uh, we love getting out and enjoying our vehicles in those outdoors as as often as we can. And, and uh, some of us do a little bit more extreme than others, which is just fine. And uh, some of us get into modifications a little more than others, and that's fine as well. Um, and some people just like to camp out of their, you know, their stock vehicles. And that is cool, too. It is. And it's all this, it's all this coming together of the different kinds of interest, but uh, kind of under the same umbrella uh, is the premise behind the 4x4 radio network. And, uh, and hopefully um, here as we uh, get going in 2015, uh, we're going to have several stations or shows, if you will, on that network uh, to bring you guys lots of different kinds of content all on that, all at one place. Yeah, we're still developing the uh, the web page, but the idea will be you'll be able to go over to the 4x4radionetwork.com uh, web page and uh, see the uh, most recent episodes of all of the members of that network and uh, listen to them all or pick and choose what you want to listen to uh, maybe even just use that as a way to peruse uh, what we have available and subscribe to the uh, the podcast that you enjoy and uh, this is one of the promos that you'll be uh, hearing on uh, the uh, the podcast that are part of the 4x4 radio network you're listening to a 4x4 radio network podcast so it's as close as uh, we could get to this as CNN as we could without you know CNN suing us <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can hear the cease and desist letters being typed out right now. <laughs> yes. James Earl Jones uh, blocked me on Twitter. I tried to get him on to do the oh. to do the promo, but he blocked me. So there you go. So but guys, I tried. Once again, nothing is going to happen with xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com. It's not going to change how Tony and I do the show or anything like that. It's just going to be um, adding some seasoning 
to uh, to an already uh, pretty good stew, as it were. So mm-hmm. uh, we're just kind of uh, putting a few more ingredients into the mix. Uh, allowing you to broaden your horizons. Make Very sure good. that you're aware of other shows. And the same thing for, for Dan's audience. Uh, they, may, uh, they may find some value uh, this little thing that Josh and I do. So it's just a way for us to make uh, uh, everybody aware of the great shows that are available. So... Don't, don't talk to me until I get out of the Jeep. I'm, I'm right here. I'm walking alongside of you. <laughs> all anxious. To I get couldn't down understand what you were saying. All I, but the window was up. All I heard was. <laughs> okay, I'm out of the Jeep. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I love this part of the show, guys. We sit around the campfire. We beat <laughs> a little bit. We chew the rag. We uh, just kind of chit chat a little bit about our own Jeeps and what's happening in our specific Jeep worlds. And uh, myself, well, uh, I showed you guys uh, several episodes back how I have made a, uh, a custom homebrew, homemade uh, sunroof control module because my uh, 99XJ has a sunroof in it. And this is obviously a dealership installed option. These did not, our Cherokees did not come with a factory sunroof. Uh, and uh, over the course of its life and here in the last year or so, the uh, the control module has kind of been acting up on the fritz and has eventually stopped working and actually ended up uh, stranding me with, not stranding me, but um, I left my sunroof open and I couldn't close it. Now, thankfully, it didn't rain that day and I was able to get home and and uh, get the Jeep in the garage and uh, and get, uh, you know, basically hot wire it closed. Well, I don't want to have to do that every time I want to, you know, enjoy the open roof experience in my Cherokee. So, um I decided to use my uh, my low voltage experience and knowledge base, and and wired up a big relay pack of of uh, you know to simulate what that control module does. Now it's got fancy onboard you know sur- uh, surface mounted circuitry and and uh, you know relays and stuff like that, and inside this nice little fancy box. Mine's not that pretty. In fact, it's pretty ugly. But it's going to work, and it's going to work indefinitely. And, uh, and that's what I wanted to do. While I started working on the process, getting some new power wires ran uh, from the fuse box, auxiliary fuse box in the uh, passenger side kick panel. And uh, they already had some feed wires. I didn't really like the install. I didn't like how they were tapped in. So I'm, I'm rewiring that as well. And, uh, and of course, I need to find myself a good ground source up there. Plenty of metal up by the B-pillar and up in the framework of the actual uh, sunroof uh, mechanism itself. So... Um, no shortage of ground uh, choices there, but uh, it's going to be fairly pu- plug and play. I got to pull out some of the old stuff, wire in this new stuff, and of course the uh, the test run hopefully uh, will go smoothly without any magic smoke, as it were. So um, good stuff there, and of course since the Jeep is in the garage, and um, I really don't have any big wheeling trips coming up in the near future, so uh, if it gets if the sunroof gets stuck open for a few days, not a big deal. My Jeep's not a daily driver anymore. So I can afford to, you know, have some downtime with it, uh, as it were. And yes, it still has not been washed from that last muddy trip I, uh, I had up in December. So, well, I think people would tell you it's never supposed to be washed, Josh. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I got some good pictures of it though, so it's lots of fun. But uh, you know, one of the things I was I was looking at while the Jeep's in the garage, you know, it, it, I walk out in the garage and it's just bam right there in front of me. And uh, is uh, is those big four fifty five watt lights that I have up on the on the front of there, and and uh, you know seven eight years ago nine years ago whenever it was that I got my Jeep, uh, uh, th- you know those things actually fit and they look pretty good, and I, I kind of got the idea from a similar um, concept that I seen a Jeep uh, that was around where my work was at the time, and uh, and I liked how he had done it, so I kind of copied a little bit. And I uh, put my own spin on it, and uh, and it's worked very good for for the last uh, last seven eight years or so. But um, uh, you know, I've I've got something new that's going to be going up, and it's a it's a big uh, fifty two inch uh, light bar, LED light bar, and uh, I can't wait to get that thing up there. So it's got me thinking about some roof rack upgrades. Um, those old lights are definitely coming off. They may get repurposed. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but in any case. Uh, the, there's going to have to be a new mount, um, some oh, sort yeah. of a mounting system that, that incorporates the roof rack somehow for the new light. I'm not sure how I'm going to do that yet. Might be some fabrication involved, uh, welding up some new brackets or something like that. I do want to do a little bit of refreshing of that roof rack anyways. Uh, the front wind dam, I want to uh, go ahead and, and do a fresh coat of paint on that, get that spruced up a little bit. And uh, there's a couple small rusty spots on it. I want to go ahead and, and basically sand that stuff down. Um, get it down to bare metal, uh, even some JB weld or something. I may try and weld it up myself. Um, we'll see how that goes. But and then throw a new, a fresh coat of bedliner all over the thing. 
and I wouldn't mind actually getting a little extension for it too. It's kind of a short basket. Um, I, it's it's behind the sunroof, so it's kind of in the middle of the Jeep, and I've got a little bit of room, and they make a short extension for that. I might do that as well, but I think ultimately I'm going to ditch the factory rails and go with something like JCR's um, gutter mount system and try to incorporate that into my Yakima roof rack that I've got. So we'll see how that turns out. That's all coming up here in the very near future. Have you thought about maybe bolting it straight to the roof using some no. uh, rubber gaskets and things uh, and actually give it a, you know, take the factory rails off completely and uh, seal all that stuff up and uh, go straight to the roof? I think that would have a really cool uh, factory uh, look to it, but it, not not the cheap factory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Now, actually, a buddy of mine lives right, right down the way. He's building a what he's calling an, an ultra low profile roof rack, um, which is only going to sit off of the, you know, off of it. He's, he's ditching the factory rails, mm-hmm. and uh, there's the nut certs that are underneath those. He's reusing those, in fact. Yeah, you and, can do that. And he's going to screw basically right into the roof, and he's, <laughs> he's had some issues with some ceiling and stuff like that. He's still kind of playing around with it. Um, not finished yet. It's kind of a work in progress, but, uh, ultimately he's going to have a fully functioning, very capable roof rack. Um, that's, uh, that's going to be, I mean, you're not going to want to get up there and jump around on it or anything, but, um, but it's going to be able to support a spare tire or, you know, a few pieces of firewood or, you know, his camping gear, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but yeah, very cool idea. Now I don't, I don't have, uh, you know, I'm profile is not a big concern I'm, I'm not worried about how high it sticks up or anything like that obviously i don't want to go too much higher i still got to pull the thing into the garage right. uh, and i've only got about two or three inches of clearance right now yeah, that's plenty as far as you know it goes is you know pulling sure. it in and out of the garage so um as long as you know what i'm planning on doing doesn't raise it up six inches then i should be okay i was just i, I kind of like the idea of uh, doing things to the vehicle where you go when somebody looks at it and goes you know that looks really good, but something doesn't look right about it. It's it's not what I've seen before. It's it's a mm-hmm. little you know. It's like that looks like it's factory, but it, I haven't seen anybody do one like that. Do a little different, right. and and I say anybody hasn't done it before. The uh, the the Toyotas. What's the what's the Toyota uh, Wrangler equivalent that's out? The FJ Cruiser is that what yeah, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. You know how they do theirs, where it's. Uh, uh, a fairly substantial roof rack, and it's mounted uh, straight to the roof. And uh, but it looks more like a uh, a tubed, Earth. yeah, it's yeah. A, like a tubed, uh, more of an off road thing where we have uh, kind of a plasticky, uh, not so off roadish looking thing bolted to the top of our stuff. Yeah, the uh, Nissan Xterras actually did the uh, the same thing. I think that's they took true. A yeah. yeah, that's true. So uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna brag, Josh. Yeah. On the way home tonight, uh, well, I'll brag. Tw- I'll brag twice. I made it home tonight by dri- driving my my Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> I've gone. I've gone back and forth to work now, uh, three whole days, and and made it all the way. I, I'm I'm just elated. But uh, without having to call AAA even once, I'm guessing exactly. So uh, I needed to get gas uh, to, uh, on the way home tonight, and uh, I pulled over into. Uh, a Sam's Club and uh, filled up uh, with a dollar seventy two nine per gallon. Ugh, I hate you. <laughs> so I put I, I put a little over eighteen gallons in my tank for thirty one dollars. Oh my goodness! I don't think I've ever filled the tank in the in the Cherokee for for that little since I've owned it. Uh, ga- gas prices have never been that low in my in my neighborhood since I've owned my Jeep. So uh, yeah, I'm super jealous. I, I, you have to wonder if more people are riding around or going off road now that prices are, have started dropping on the the fuel cost. And and believe me, guys, I'm not gonna think I'm not gonna even gonna believe that they're gonna stay this low. They may go lower. But I, you know, it's it's like losing weight. You do a good job. You lose a hundred pounds. You gain back two hundred. I think that's what it's we're like gonna going see. Casino. I think like that's going to the, casino. the yeah. house always wins. I think that's what we're going to see with 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 fuel prices. So just enjoy it. I've I've been making the joke, and nobody's biting on on Twitter. But I've been making the joke that I'm I'm digging a thousand gallon pit in the backyard, and how much stable do I need to pour into the gas to keep it to uh, to keep it good for uh, you know the foreseeable future. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody comments. They just go, oh, no. it's oh, it's that guy. Block that guy. Mute him. So uh, the other thing I want to brag about when I got home, there was uh, uh, MRE meal ready to eat. It was uh, chilly because it's it is very very cold down here, Josh. 
Uh, well, I was going to ask if it was uh, S on a shingle, but uh, I guess that's pretty close. No. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that comes later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, do, a little, on the roof. <laughs> do a little bragging here. Here's my, uh, here's my bowl of chili, and that, uh, that has a nice bed of uh, corn chips. And mm. that is homemade chili that my wife makes about five gallons of this stuff in this huge aluminum uh, container. And she was uh. apologizing for it. And if you look carefully, you'll see that that bowl has my name on it. And it's a big bowl. And yes, <laughs> damn it, I'm <laughs> proud of that. I'm proud of that bowl. It's actually one of those Tony the Tiger uh, things. So you could oh, get a bowl that had Tony the Tiger on it. And yeah. it says has, says Tony. So uh, my mother-in-law got that for me, and uh, when I'm ready to eat a bunch of cereal, or in this case, a bunch of chili, <laughs> I break out the Tony Bowl. That's great. That's great. <laughs> it was very good. In fact, uh, I had to have, uh, I waited a little while, but I had another helping, uh, minus the cheese. Uh, it, it wasn't nearly that much, but uh, it was very good. Hats off to my wife for uh, making that without me having to beg. Yeah, Really? So real, real quick, I want to go back and you made a comment about, you know, you made it home last three days. You, you've been able to make it home under the Jeep's own power. What happened here recently that uh, would question your Jeep being able to make it home? Well, I'll, uh, I'll roll it back a little bit further. You all, you guys, uh, I'm sure remember, if not, go back in uh, several episodes and you can uh, hear me whining, bitching and moaning about a valve dropping the top of the uh, or the, the valve that seats into the uh, into the head actually coming off and bouncing around inside the cylinder and breaking apart the uh, the piston and then uh, the the bare rod then gouging a hole into the block so i've had some oh, sound party yes uh <laughs> disco so uh i've had some problems uh with uh with the jeep and uh, we got those fixed got a uh, a refresh of the original engine that was uh that was in it back in it running good <clears throat> until new year's eve uh new year's eve morning I was on my way to work. I was probably three miles from getting there and uh, came to a stoplight and the engine died. Oh, I, I thought, man, this thing's running quiet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. So then I looked at the, uh, well, I've got a podcast playing when, you know, I got a lot of noise in that Jeep. So, um, sitting at a light, it's it relatively speaking to the, the mud tires droning on down the road. It, it is pretty quiet. And so I look down, and of course I look at the speedometer, I don't know why, and I'm at zero, well, duh, you're stopped. Then I look at the RPM, and I go, oh, that's the one I want to look at. And it was also zero. Uh-oh. So I'm going, oh, God. And the thing about it was, you know, I actually, I was listening to the 4x4 podcast. I'm a little behind on, on listening to those. Oh, so it's Dan's fault. And they <laughs> were talking about the problems that I'd had with my engine. No way. They jinxed me. <laughs> I mean, not 15, 20 minutes prior to this thing dying on me. They're talking about the, all the problems that Tony had. It wasn't, they didn't go on for a long time about it, but they mentioned it. Uh, so I'm thinking to myself, good God, Dan, why the hell did you do this to me? So I, I, I try to start it and the, the, the nothing, absolutely nothing happens. Oh, man. Not a click. You're, you're in the middle of the street at yeah. this point, right? Not a click, yeah. not a nothing. And I'm thinking, what, what is going on? What is going on with this? And then I got out and was looking at stuff, and there was smoke coming off the engine. And I'm, I'm, I'm smelling it. Is this steam? Is this oil? And it was oil. It was oil that was coming, like a burned oil. And I, I'm like, where is this coming from? I mean, it wasn't so thick like a mosquito, old-time mosquito spray or anything like that. But there was a lot of oil uh, burning that came off of there. <clears throat> so... I couldn't figure it out. I had a couple people uh, stop, ask me if I needed help. I knew that I, w- I could just call AAA because I had one remaining <laughs> call that I could make in 2014 on January, I mean, on December 31st of 2014. <laughs> uh, so I knew I was good there. And I, th- I thanked them and said, no, that's fine. So uh, back and forth a couple of times, looking around, couldn't figure it out. And I couldn't figure out why it wouldn't start. Then, it, then I realized it was in drive. That's why it wouldn't start. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, I have the right to panic with, with the crap that I've been through over the past two or three months. Yeah. So uh, I'll give you that. So I popped it into neutral and tried, <laughs> you know, tried turning it over and it, it started right up. Not a problem. But the engine was hot. It was like it had overheated. And that's why, you know, because the oil, the, the little bit of oil that you get just from the normal operation, whenever you overheat an engine, it will start smoking on you because it's burning off that, that little bit of oil that it has there. So 
that's what had happened. So <clears throat> I go, I, you know, I don't know. I must have popped a hose. And uh, I, the, the temp gauge was saying, you know, the 210. It didn't go high. But, you know, the, the, you, you guys got to be careful. When you lose water in a 4.0, you probably are not going to see a temperature change on the gauge. I've run across this before where uh, the engine overheated and it said it was right there below the 210, like this, like where they're supposed to be. So, And that was the case on mine. Anyway, so I, I drove it off and there was a parking lot, a little strip center, and I pulled over into the strip center and, and parked. And I noticed when I got out uh, and to look, there was a long trail of liquid where I had just driven. So for the next 15 minutes or so, it was it was a coolant. So uh, uh, I, I felt around on the bottom of the hose to see if maybe I had popped the bottom hose or something had happened to it. And uh, I, I actually had a screwdriver with me that was long and was the right kind to take off that bottom hose, even though it took me a while to do it. I probably spent 20 minutes uh, getting that hose off and uh, trying to stay relatively clean in the process and uh, got it off looked at it and uh, I, I saw that the the hose clamp was near the end of the hose because you can see the impression of the hose clamp yeah. <clears throat> i sent matt uh m smornberg a, a a picture and said hey matt do you think this would be a, a cause to lose to lose coolant and he said yep so i repositioned the the hose clamp put the hose back on i uh, went over to the uh, the coffee place that that i was uh, real close to they were very kind uh to give me some uh, some water and uh, I got back over there, and I started pouring the water in the radiator, hopeful that I could make the, the final three miles to work and just get cleaned up there and work the, work the day and uh, be off for the next four days. Yeah. And as soon as I start pouring the water in, it's pouring out. Oh, jeez. I mean, it was, like, uh, it was like I was pouring it on the ground. It was coming out so fast. So the interesting part was where it was coming out. Not yeah, anywhere, not anywhere, not anywhere around the hoses, not anywhere around the radiator, but back towards the transmission. Oh boy! So I stopped and I kind of got down and I could see where it was. It was kind of still running out, and uh, I was like, "Please don't be a hole in the block. Please don't be a hole in the block." Right. And you know what it was? It was a hole in the block. Oh! Because the freeze plug was missing. Oh, okay, that's a hole that's supposed to be there. Well, there's supposed to be a cover, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. So at that point, I knew I was screwed. There's no point. I don't have a pocket full of uh, freeze plugs on me, so uh, or or a hammer, or even a way to get really get to that. So I, I cleaned up best I could, sat there in the Jeep, called AAA, and waited for them to uh, come uh, come get me and take me home, which they did. And I still don't understand why that freeze plug came out um over the the weekend over that long four-day weekend that i had i did uh, i did replace uh the four uh, i have a a block heater in mind so uh the block heater is pretty substantial i left that one alone and replaced the uh the three steel plugs i'm sorry the four steel plugs on the side of the block with uh brass plugs uh dorman brass plugs and um I am so concerned about why that would have popped out. It didn't make any sense to me. Uh, I have another set of freeze plugs. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> and these are melling uh, uh, freeze plugs. So, And they're also brass, as you can see, as I'm holding these things up to the, uh, to the camera. So uh, I'm ready to go in case there's more problems uh, with freeze plugs. I, I, just thinking about it, because I'm, I'm very much a... Uh, a kind of person that I want to know why this happened so I can actually fix it so it doesn't happen again. The only thing I could come up with was the uh, the radiator cap was bad. So I uh, put a new radiator oh. cap on there and, uh, you know, hopefully that will take care of the situation. I don't know. I, I still don't know why it happened, but it, it's been running fine for the last three days. I've just been monitoring the, the temperature using my uh, Torque app and the OBD2 uh, uh, scanner that I have. Cool. Well, hopefully that uh, that is solved. Well, obviously it's it's solved at least the problem uh, initially, and hopefully there's nothing else underlying uh, that rears its ugly head, or something new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Something totally well, got, unexpected. 
<laughs> well, I got something uh, something new, kind of. Uh, it's not really me. It's a buddy of mine. Uh, he's on his third Cherokee uh, that uh, that he's owned, and uh, he just picked it up here a couple weeks ago. Um, got it for a, a pretty good steal. I'm just going to show our live audience a couple of pictures here real quick. Uh, it's a white 99 uh, that he picked up. It's already got some bushwhacker flares on it. Uh, tinted windows. Um, it's an automatic transmission, and he's got an, an Iron Rock off-road uh, long-arm kit already installed on it. And uh, and he just sent me a picture um, to kind of just say, uh, kind of finger his nose a little bit at me, uh, make me jealous, because he ordered a, uh, he got a package in the mail today uh, from a little company called JCR Off-Road. And uh, he actually had a couple of other boxes show up at the same time. He's got a nice big workbench full of parts right now. I'm showing a picture to our live audience of uh, some uh, JCR one ton over the knuckle steering, some chromoly axle shafts for inner and outer uh, for the Dana 30, a Durango, a brand spanking new Durango steering box, JCR's uh, front uniframe frame, uh, tie-in stiffener kit, uh, JCR's steering box spacer kit as well, and of course uh, some new D-ring shackles uh, to go on the bumpers that he's also got coming from JCR, which I found out uh, here uh, tonight as well. So um, a big order from JCR for uh, my buddy Mike and his new 99 XJ. He's naming it Billy Bob the Third. So uh, I'm sorry, did you say that was a white XJ that he uh, that he has? <clears throat> yeah, apparently it's red underneath. I don't know. Oh no, no, no! I, I had made the comment about uh, color coordinating the uh, the D rings with the uh, oh yeah with the with the Cherokee. And it, I guess if it's white, the best thing to do is to paint them black. Yep. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm going to recommend that he does. But uh, but yeah, I figured I'd share that with you guys. Another. Um, I mean, he's he's a veteran Cherokee owner, and uh, I've, I've helped him out with uh, a couple of his rigs already. He's got a YJ for the wife. They've got a Subaru for a daily driver. Now they each kind of have a toy, and uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's one more Jeep away from being a three Jeep family like you, Tony. <laughs> being a being a Jensen. Uh, I made yeah. a post the other day about about Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jensen has uh, eleven or twelve jeeps i can't remember uh from the last count and i've made probably the, i don't know yeah i've made the comment he's like a uh, uh an old lady with cats except this is uh, jeeps and comanches and stuff that he uh that he has so it's always it's always fun to make fun of people especially whenever you're jealous because they have so many damn jeeps i don't know where he keeps them all frankly yeah right well, we're not going to have these people be making fun of us anytime soon. They're actually giving us some praise and some props and kudos, guys. We have some reviews to share with you, and some of these are actually really, really cool. Uh, we've asked you guys to head over to iTunes or uh, TuneIn Radio or uh, Stitcher Radio. Uh, leave us a five-star rating, and of course, the comments as, as well. We love the feedback, guys, and so we've gotten a few uh, here to share with you, and i do those right now. So we'll start with uh, Matthew Rev. Where is it? Revo Guy Hoffman. Uh, this is back uh, from no in November, right uh, around Christmas. Uh, sorry, not Christmas. Thanksgiving time. <clears throat> he gave us a five-star review, of course. And uh, he says, can't believe I missed the show for so long. Heard about it on the 4x4 podcast and now listen every week. Lots of info, but more importantly, lots of fun. Well, I guess that's good. Uh, it's not just for XJs. It's also inclusive, so uh, don't let the title scare you off. Makes time fly by. Hosts do a great job, and sounds like they have guns. Uh, and the uh, I'm sorry, sounds like they have <laughs> they have sounds like they uh, like uh, guns and the Ace Man. Glad I, glad I found it. Very good. He gave us a five star rating, and uh, couldn't appreciate that anymore. Got another one here from uh, Bring Me ATVs. <laughs> says I love the show. Give us a five-star rating. Says, you guys are great. I love the show. You guys should do a segment on your first wheeling adventure. And that's actually something that uh, Tony and I have talked about mm -hmm. here. Uh, we'll probably do it here in the next com, you know, coming few episodes. Something we'll have planned for uh, at least this year, if nothing else. But uh, I'm going to talk about my very, very first wheeling trip ever, as in the very first time I went off-road. Um, and uh, that'll be a fun story for you guys. So um, yeah, thanks for the uh, thanks for the comment, and of course, thanks for the idea for a segment. We love that kind of stuff, guys. So um, hey, if you got an idea for the show, hey, great way to do it. Leave us a five star review and drop us a comment. So quick question, Josh, did you uh, was the first time you went off road? Was it in your own vehicle, or did you go with somebody else? I'm not going to spoil it. You guys are going to have to listen to the show. Well, I'll tell you, I I had never <laughs> gone off road until I bought a vehicle and took it off road. I didn't oh, have wow. any idea what I was doing. 
other than driving like I was on the road, but it, but I wasn't. And yeah. I, I never got stuck. I guess if you design them right and don't go to the places where you shouldn't go, uh, you'll be okay. That's good <clears throat> advice. So anyway, we got uh, one more review here. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the main comment is amazing. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, this is by uh, is Enzo Loco, and this is back yeah. on uh, December 18th. Five-star rating. I love this podcast. It's so entertaining, well-produced, and I feel uh, I'm at home with my family, if you will. I <laughs> really hope this grows and expands into something big. No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, thanks, Tony and Josh, for an awesome creation, and I would give it 10 stars if I could. That, that, uh, the very first time I read that review, um, I, I actually got a little misty eyed. Uh, you know, we, we do put a lot of, uh, effort and soul into this, yeah. uh, into the show, even if it doesn't show and, uh, <laughs> and getting the feedback like that is a very personal, um, uh, you know, inclusion when, when somebody says that, you know, they basically consider you like an extended family, yeah. uh, that means a lot to me personally. And, uh, you know, thank you very much for those kind words and people, if you haven't headed over to iTunes yet, and left us a, uh, a review um, and commented on on the show. Please do so. Uh, we uh, we we very much need this to boost our egos, um, <laughs> and uh, we don't sleep well at night if we don't hear from you guys. So uh, yeah, make that happen, please. That's absolutely right. And uh, speaking of boosting egos, we're going to boost our ego a little more here because uh, Tammy, you know, where is uh, Jeep Mama on her blog was uh, good enough to uh, say, you know, to actually be on our show as an interviewee and to listen to our show and then still want to be part of it. Which, you know, that's got to be something. That's got to be worth something there. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, without uh, further ado, let's get the uh, third installment of uh, Tammy's uh, Jeep Mama. Yeah, how she uh, how she became a Jeep Mama, and it's not that kind of show, guys. It'll it'll all be clean. Oh. <laughs> hey, thanks, Tony and Josh. Um, before I get started on part three of the evolution of a Jeep Mama, I just want to let you guys know that I'm going to try to wing this one instead of typing it all out like I have in the past. You see, I've been a stay-at-home mom for 15 years, and that 15 years I've been out of the workforce, and my extent of talking to adults has been pretty limited. It's basically the grocery store clerk or the postman, um, maybe a few adult parties once in a while, but anyway, talking to adults is kind of new to me again, so I'm starting over. Um, and if you've read my blog, you would have read that I used to be in television news. And before that, I was, um, I went to a radio television broadcasting school. So, you know, this is familiar to me, but it's been a while and I'm trying to get back into it. So anyway, here goes. I'm going to wing it. Last week, um, I told you about the points in my timeline that um, it changed the path I was on. And one of those points in time was when I was at a party and my across-the-street neighbor friend told me that I should start blogging. So that kind of changed my path into the blogging. And the blogging got me onto a new path where I started getting into social media and it introduced me into this whole new world of Jeepers. I came across some videos of a Jeeper who goes off-roading on the Rubicon Trail. So that point in time got me addicted to off-roading, which brings me to my story for this week. It's my off-roading um, adventures. After watching these videos, I'm like, man, I really want to do that. So I started looking for places to go off-roading here in Maryland. And unfortunately, there are no legal places to go off-roading. So the closest place I found was in Pennsylvania. It's called Roush Creek Off-Road Park. Um, and so as I'm going over their website, I found that they have off-road um, training classes for beginners. So I'm like, yes. So I signed up for their 101 class. And the morning of my class, I got up bright and early. It was a Sunday morning. And I drove the three hours. I was so excited to try out my Jeep on the trails, to see what my Jeep could do, to even see what off-roading was. So as I pulled into that parking lot, it was a gravel parking lot, I freaked out. There were Big, huge trucks, lifted Jeeps, rock crawlers on trailers. It was like a parking lot of testosterone. And I came, you know, wheeling in my little stock Jeep. I felt so tiny. So, you know, I'm in my 2013 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited Sahara Edition. And I pulled into this parking lot. And I almost put it in reverse and turned around because I was so scared. 
but I told myself, nope, you're going to get out, hold your head up high, and walk straight into that office and start your class. So that's what I did. I got out and I went up to the front counter and there was Kyle. He was my instructor and he made me feel at ease, which by the way, he's an awesome instructor. Um, he's very knowledgeable and he's not going to take chances with my stock Jeep. He knows what it can do and what it can't do. So we headed out and um, he took me on this incline and I'm like, oh my God, I thought we were going to tip over. So he tells me to stop on this incline and he gets out and he's standing on my side steps and he's trying to pull me over. And the point of it was that it's not going to tip over. It may feel like it on the inside, but it's really not. Then he took me on washouts, up and down hills, through mud. He even took me through a pond, which scared the bejesus out of me because, you know, this is my daily driver. I didn't want the engine ruined. Um... But, you know, it always looks worse in the driver's seat than it really is. Even when you're standing outside watching it, it doesn't look as bad as when you're in the Jeep. Even when you look at the pictures, you're like, that's nothing. But when you're in that driver's seat, it is so scary. Um, as he took me through these washouts and over some, you know, small rocky paths, I kept hearing these clangs and bangs and... It was, you know, kind of freaking me out a little. But Kyle kept saying, you know, you're okay, you're okay. And then there was a point where we were going over some rocks and you could just hear the scraping. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm tearing up the bottom of my Jeep. And, you know, Kyle kept saying, no, you're okay, you're okay. And now I like hearing those clangs and those bangs and those scrapes. It's, you know, you really feel like you're off-roading when you hear those. So then the next thing after, you know, I kind of got a feel for it, he brought me to the top of this hill and he's like, okay, you're going to push your hill control descent button, which I always wondered what that was for. And he said, once you push it, do not put your foot on the gas or the brake. The Jeep will do the driving by itself. And it was a very unnatural thing to do to let the Jeep drive by itself, to go down the hill and just to leave your feet setting on the, the floorboard. But that's what I did. And I was absolutely amazed. I actually felt like I was driving Kit, you know, Kit from Knight Rider. Um, but anyway, I, the Jeep did everything all the way down the hill. So I did a blog on this and one of the comments was that that's cheating. Um, and in an essence, I guess it kind of is cheating. I guess it depends on how you look at it. But I look at it as, as I'm in a very inexperienced off-roader. I'm in this vehicle that I'm not quite sure on how to drive it yet over rocks, down hills. Um, and it's a button to keep me safe. It's a button to keep my Jeep safe. So I'm going to continue to use it until I gain more experience off-roading because the vehicle I'm in is a very expensive vehicle and I don't think it's a toy that should be messed around with. So, you know, cheating or not, I'm going to push the button. Some other things that Kyle um, taught me about was the little plus and minus sign down there by the shifter, which I had no idea what it was for. And actually, it's been on other vehicles that I've had. Um, I just kind of ignored it. It's just like, I don't need to worry about that. I just need to go to the grocery store. So I put it in drive, drive to the grocery store, park. So anyway, as um, we're driving, Kyle explains to me that it's like a manual transmission. And I'm like, oh, I know what that is, because that's how I first learned how to drive. I learned with the whole clutch shift, you know, it was a four-speed, actually. Um, so anyway, I had the idea in my head. I knew what, you know, the manual transmission was all about. So he was a little relieved that he didn't have to explain it all to me. So once I started using it, it just all came back naturally. And it was pretty cool to be able to do shift on the fly without even putting the clutch in, so to speak. So it was pretty awesome to be able to have this feature, um, which I had no idea that it even existed. And I'm sure for most of you out there, you're going like, duh. Um, but it was pretty exciting for me. Um, so after this class, I was hooked. I wanted to stay and keep going on the trails. I didn't want it to end. So when I got back home, I got on the internet again and I started researching um, other places. And a friend of mine told me about Nemecolon Resort and Spa. 
It's in Pennsylvania, um, on the western side of Pennsylvania, and they have a Jeep driving academy where you can take rent their Rubicons and they'll take you out on their trails for about an hour. So I called up there and I asked, can I take my Jeep on the trails? And they're like, sure, come on up. Now their trails are muddier, they're not rocky, um, so it's more mud trails through the woods. But I was having a blast. They invited me back and they said, when you come back next time, you should rent one of the Rubicons. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's what I did. A couple weeks later, I went back up there and I went to rented their Rubicon. And that was, little did I know at the time, again, that was another point in time that put me on a different path. And driving in the Rubicon versus the Sahara was amazing. I can't even begin to explain the difference. So after driving the Rubicon at the Nemecolon Resort and Spa, you know, it that put me on a different path, the path to Jeep modifications, which I'll get into on the next show, Chapter 4 of Evolution of a Jeep Mama, how I've gone from minivan mom to Jeep mom to Jeep mom blogger to off-road attic, and now this next part is on my Jeep modifications and the struggles I've gone through. Um, and don't forget to check out my blog at www.jeepmama, J-E-E-P-M-O-M-M-A.com. I'm also on Twitter as at Mama Jeep, M-O-M-M-A, Jeep. I'm also on Instagram, um, Jeep underscore Mama. I'm on Facebook um, as Jeep Mama. And I'm on Google Plus as Tammy slash or dash Jeep Mama. Um, I also have some YouTube videos. I just posted a new one on the install of my shifter knob from the transfer case shifter knob. Um, So I look forward to talking with you guys next week, and I'll see you in the chat room. Hey, thanks a lot, Tammy. Yeah, I was watching that video, and it was really funny watching her to try to get that uh, shifter knob off because it did not want to come off. It was the transfer case shifter. And uh, uh, it was really cool. The shifter that she got for Christmas was, uh, and I don't, you know, you guys need to go look at the video just so you can see, uh, but I don't want to ruin it for you, but it has tire tread around it. So it's, oh, it's cool. yeah, it's, it's, it's got a rubbery feel, but it's a nice, a nice big knob to grab a hold of and has that tire tread. So, uh, it was, it was really neat. Yeah, that's cool. Well, big thanks out there to Tammy, uh, Jeep Mama, for another evolution of Jeep Mama. Love those stories and hope we uh, hear more from her as the as we roll into 2015. We hope to hear from you guys more as we roll into 2015. Remember, anybody can do an interview, get on the show, tell a story. Guys, we have a third seat open and it could be for you. Uh, just like we had one open for Jeep Mama to come on the show and, and tell her stories and stuff, you guys can do the same thing. You got an interesting uh, wheeling adventure you just happened, uh, maybe a carnage report, something like that. Let's Let's hear about it, guys. All kinds of ways to get a hold of us. Our 24-7 voicemail line, 530-675-4102. Give that number a call. Leave us a message. And, uh, well, we just might get back to you if you want to get on the show. Hey, and if you're missing our Jeep tip segment, they'll be coming back very soon. Uh, probably uh, as soon as next week. Uh, it, it just really depends on how the show the shows lay out time-wise. Uh, but uh, we do have more of those coming. Uh, Steve uh, sent uh, Steve 4.3 LXJ, who's in the audience tonight, uh, sent us some more of those uh, last week, Josh. So we, uh, we have some new ones coming up. Very cool. I've got a couple ideas myself. I just might uh, record a Jeep tips for you guys as well. And we're going to resurrect electrical and audio tips in 2015 as well. Get you guys some of that good voltage advice as well. Well, there's a lot of stuff that you talked about uh, over a year ago uh, having to do with electrical and audio tips that we shouldn't just assume that people have listened to. Uh, there's not, absolutely nothing wrong with uh, re, uh, rejuvenating some of those uh, tips and uh, doing, doing them again. And perhaps something new that you've learned you will be added to it. Absolutely. And of course, I want to make sure you guys are heading over to all the places where we're on the web. Of course, our Facebook page. Make sure you guys are liking that. We're on the Twitter as well. <laughs> Hashtag XJ Talk Show when you're posting up. And of course, that Facebook page, like I said, facebook.com slash XJ page. iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, and of course, xjtalk.com and xjtalkshow.com. Guys, come and check us out and make sure you are telling a friend. Oh, and some more Radio Com Tech segments. John, get busy. Here's your warning. You'll be listening to this Monday morning. John, we need some more Radio Com Tech segments. Yeah. 
And of course, guys, we're going to be uh, plugging and telling you guys the latest as far as what's happening with the 4x4 Radio Network. Big stuff happening there. So we're gonna, very excited to be bringing that to you as uh, well. I don't want to talk out of turn, but we already have a couple of more podcasts that are interested in being part of the network. So I think we, we're stumbling on some uh, big things coming up, guys. So uh, please uh, be a part of it. You guys have a great Jeep week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, Jeepers. On the first show of 2015, we ring in the new year with some good news, I guess, from Jeep. Uh, We (laughs) hear what plans are in store for our own XJs for 2015, like we're going to do anything. And Mm. I guess we are going to share some touching reviews from some of you guys or something. I don't know. Oh, me. Um, Yeah. And then after the holiday break, uh, we got a lot of voicemails, um, reviews. You get to pry those out of people uh, to share. We're always spreading uh, that YouTube love, kind of like peanut butter. And uh, hey, Jeep Mama's back. I'm sorry. And hey, Jeep Mama's back with uh, another chapter of Jeep Mama's Evolution. All that, a big announcement on the uh, uh, XJ Talk Show of 2015. Thank you. <laughs> the thank you, right? That was just the cherry on top, right there. <laughs> thank you, drive through. Hey, thank you. Come again. Yeah. <laughs> Not I, I, I apparently missed the start button on, so I don't have a time for that. But uh, uh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I think that, that that's that's some fun right it, there. It kind of ruins the whole spontaneity <laughs> trying to time something that we don't care about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>